The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now, your host, Nui Scruggs. Media Mash, it's been far too long, so let's ride. <laughs> I am Nui Scruggs. Blessed to be joined by Cowboy Insiders who have information for us. John Machoda, The Athletic, Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com, and the longest-tenured beat writer here on the Dallas Cowboys. He is the Omega Man, Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram. Dog team, good to see you. How you doing, man? I think you just called me old in a different way. No, I do, man. I respect you, man. I called it straight up (laughs) on Twitter the other day. I was just like, oh, it's just because you old AF. Mm. But, but, but what mm. I said, I was like, he rocking Billy D. Dude, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. This, this <laughs> oh, he's not, he's not too old to wear the upside down Dallas hat all around the combine. Hey, you know what, man? I, I like, I saw. <laughs> Almost Cl- wore that today, just for that comment. I was hoping you did. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because I could talk to Clarence about things. I went and saw Cool in the Gang on Friday night, the Mavs ball, and I was like, hey, Clarence can understand these songs, man. You, you know, I, I can get with Cool in the Gang. Look at this crew. Well, Danucci got that for you? <laughs> Danucci? No, Danucci didn't get it for you. Oh, me. <laughs> yeah, true brand, huh? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, how old do you think I am? He's new? supporting the XFL players. There okay, go. there you go. 36? <laughs> nah, I'm 42, brother. But yeah, thank I never you for would, the I never would have guessed that either. That was, I don't know. Thank you for the comment. You you I can vibe with the cool in the way. game. Like I can vibe. Yeah. Come on, I'm right, I'm right there with you. Love it, love it. Love some Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, I'm right there. I date as young as 42. What? Stop it. Uh, we have we have breaking Cowboy news. Um, and obviously, this is why we bring you guys here. So, so uh, Tony Pollard. Yeah. Franchise tag. Ooh. Not a surprise, I would no, say. No, but it's a Stevie Wonder saw that coming. Okay, I mean, it was, it was, that was laid out there. $10 million. So now that we know what's happening, I'll start with you, Clarence. Thoughts? Well, I mean, the, the bottom line is they weren't letting Tony Pollard go. And, and I don't know how you can come to – to get a deal done with Tony Pollard just based on your history with Zeke and the continued evaluation of running backs. And I don't know where you get the meeting with the mind. They weren't letting Tony Pollard go. My immediately thought was now the focus truly turns to Zeke's contract. Mm. And and right now the the Cowboys on the cap are the running back position is twenty five million dollars? Yeah. Twenty six million dollars right now? Right now. That's not standing. That that won't stand. So Right now, you know Tony Powell's going to count at least $10.1 million on your cap, you know, whether you get a deal done or not. So you have to address Zeke's deal. And that means you have to address Zeke's future. We know what Tony Powell's future is. He will be here. Will Zeke be here next year? And in what form will his contract be if he does? That's what I think about. Fair enough. I, it, right now, as it stands, it's a placeholder. It, it gives the Cowboys until July 14th, 15th to work out a long-term deal. Uh, with Tony Pollard, which is just smart. I mean, you do not want him to hit the open market coming off of the season that he had. And I know some people are saying, oh, what about the injury? It's not a soft tissue injury. It's a broken fibula, uh, and it was a clean break. That is not why he had surgery. He had surgery to repair some of the accessorial things that happened. But, I mean, bone, heels, he'll be all right. I don't even think that he'll start on pup, but we'll see how that goes. But I'm I'm with Clarence on that it turns to Ezekiel Elliott now. And both Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones have... Uh, either strongly hinted or kind of put out there that they're open to having that discussion with Ezekiel Elliott. Of course, they just keep using the word financial 
right? But we know what that means because he's set to hit the cap for $16, 17000000 million this year. That that can't happen, especially now that you fully guaranteed 10.1 to Tony Pollard. Uh, and I'm on record for weeks and weeks and weeks as saying – uh, I believe that Zeke would be amicable to taking a pay cut because he wants to stay in Dallas. He wants to remain tandem with Tony Pollard. Uh, and Pollard extends Zeke's career much like Zeke would extend Pollard's career. I think it's just a perfect symbiotic relationship. But it, it's going to have to be a numbers game because as it stands, Zeke's contract isn't going to go into 2023 looking as it looks as we have this conversation. So as long as uh, Zeke and his agent are willing to have that conversation and the Cowboys put up a respectable offer, I think I, I think it can get done. I think it can get done. Yeah, I'd say uh, what we've seen up to this point is only going to continue. So whether Zeke's back or not, that Tony Pollard touches number is going to just continue to increase. Mm-hmm. That That's the reason you're doing this. And this is an offense that, let's be honest, they need playmakers. They couldn't afford to let – Tony Pollard possibly walk out the door. They just don't. What are you left with then? CeeDee Lamb? Like, you don't have enough dif- difference makers on offense. You don't have enough home run hitters on offense. There's This is a no-brainer. There's no way that you could have let him leave. It's not like, it, you know, you have this embarrassment of riches with playmakers. Like, you need, and and and, and you're drafting at 26. There's no guarantee that you're going to get some immediate playmaker at 26 that's going to help you right now. So Big time. Yeah. Like, so let's say that you're going to see people don't, we're not going to explain all that to everybody, yeah, right? Don't no. do this to me right now. Um, so let's say at 26, they take a tight end. Like, there's no guarantee that that guy makes that type of an impact right away anyway. And and it could be a pro, future Pro Bowl tight end, but there's no guarantee that that's going to be a big time playmaker. Tony Pollard is a big time playmaker. Okay, two, two, two things. I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, you do. And I love Zeke. As I cut you off. I love, I love <laughs> Zeke family. I love dad. I mean, I'm, 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 yeah, but, all of this, you know. Um, Two things. I don't know that Tony Pollard's touches have to increase. Because I think you, you got a sweet spot with Mexico, what you got with him. Bingo. Okay, I don't think you pay him because you need to increase his touches. I think where, you, where you're where using him, how you use him, this is what he is. They must be about to make a big move then to add somebody. Well, I don't, you know, the bottom line is this, though. Going back to Zeke, yes, he will take a pay cut. We all know that. How much do you right. how that, much that do you cut we, him? Right. How much do you cut him? That was that's the next respectable. Question. And we, and we, I mean because we certainly we have to discontinue the folly that that Zeke's the starter and Tony's the backup. It will have to, you know Tony's going to be the starter. And Tony's the primary back next year at ten point one million dollars. So this whole Zeke has to go out with the first team and all this other stuff. Tony has to go out there and as that backup running back. You know what number is that? What run number is it meanable if you want him back at all? Because Generally, most backup running backs have to do more than one thing. One reason why Tony Pollard worked well up until last year because he was a kick returner. He did other things to help you out on special teams. If if Zeke is the backup running back, you know what else can he do? Well, here's here's what's interesting when you go back and you look at the the splits between Pollard and Zeke last season, is you could equally say they're both a starter and a backup. In Dallas, because there are times where Tony Pollard started and Zeke was healthy, and there are times where Ezekiel Elliott started and Pollard was healthy. So it's interesting in that, and I agree 100%. I don't think that this contractually is going to force the Cowboys to give, if, if they can keep the tandem together, I don't think this forces the Cowboys to up uh, Pollard's snaps. I think they have found the sweet spot, but then when you start 
using trying to figure out where do you place the starter label, the backup label. I think they're both both of those things on any given week. It just depends on the matchup of the defensive front that they're going against. Yeah, and I, and, and again, I guess what I'm saying is. I don't think the matchup should matter because Tony Pollard's your guy, and it should not. You know, it's it, you know, Zeke is diminishing. He does not have the juice. He does. He you know, it's, it's not going to get better than it was last year in the last couple of years. It is what it is. I mean, he's a great he's a great blocker. Certainly strong on the goal line. You're saying he's approaching that thirty mark, is what you're saying. I don't know if it's thirty or whatever. Age I mean, for is. for running backs, that tends to be the the event yeah, horizon. Yeah, yeah, but see, I don't. See, I think he's already approached that. I mean, you know, we 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 see what we got, and, and the thing is, you may get one or two games, but over the course of sixteen, seventeen games, you know, the last couple of years, the injuries, it just it just has taken its toll. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man has given his all. He has given blood, sweat, and tears. Been the carries, everything has taken a toll on his body. I don't know that it, a, a, a fresh off season gonna make any difference. When it comes to December and November next year, not to look too far ahead, but I th- I still think they need to draft a running back. That's because we my can point. sit here a year from now, yeah. and you could be looking at not having Zeke. Hey, you're, you're not and giving, not having Tony. You're not having Tony. You have to have a younger running back in the mix, and so I'm not saying that it has to be a first round or second round pick, but at some point they're going to have to draft a running back. No, I, I, that, that, that's what I was going to. Because I mean, you why why not draft a running back? You know, you you bring Tony Powell you back and you draft a running back. Hey, Chain. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm driving. It really did sound like a legit sneeze. When yeah, you said I know. The first time. And the problem with that, you yeah, know, and I, I, I like a chain. You know, there are some questions no, about I his like attitude. him a lot. There's a question about his attitude. He is light, and so you have. To I be, have questions about your attitude. <laughs> and they're fair questions, so, by the way. I mean, I, I have inside knowledge that there are questions that ain't them about his attitude. You know, there, there's, but you are a big A and M guy, so that, that uh, would make sense. Uh, just connect the dots. You just go look behind and see the connected dots. But anyway. Um, but yes, as a player, yeah. explosion, yeah. all of that. Yeah. But there are a number of running backs in the draft, including one at couple of, that could be there at twenty six. Won't be there at twenty six. Well, you talking about your guy? Well, there could be the guy at Alabama. It, that I, I might concede to. <laughs> okay. Your guy? No way he touches. He shouldn't 26. be. But I'm just saying. No you know, way he touches twenty six. But what I'm saying is, you know, because let's talk about the running back position. Because another story today is, there. I mean, uh, your boy King Henry is on the trading block. Oh, you should add him. Not that you trade for him, but <laughs> okay, we can't. We, well, we can't. We can't. We can't go in. The, let's let's stick. No, what right I'm here. Saying, what I'm saying is, let let let's stick. Right here. Here, here's my question. Here's my question. Last year, just looking at what counted against the cap, Zeke counted against the cap last year, eighteen point three Pollard, uh, one point one million. So basically, nineteen, almost twenty million dollars. If you were the Cowboys, you're now going to pay ten. What's the number that you feel comfortable if you want to bring Zeke back? And you're talking about paying somebody Less else. Than five and me. you got and you got Malik Davis, who who, who I thought had some nice moments here. Mm-hmm. So less than five. So for less me. than five. So okay. So five for you. He so, said less than five. Less That's than three. Less than five. So so I'm I'm at three. I, I'm thinking three. I'm thinking three. Just be. And I, and I, and I put it this way. Yeah, it's a low number. And they'll probably say no, but at some point in time. You know this is a one, a position you have an understanding of how to draft. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys have done really well. I mean, you got a fourth-round pick out of Tashar Choice. I mean, the, you know, he was a good running back for you. You had Julius Jones who was a good running back for you. Second. I mean, they've shown you. Tony Pollard's a fourth-round pick. Tony Pollard's a fourth-round They've shown you. De- DeMarco Murray's a third-round. They know how to go find these guys. You know, Will McClay and his staff have an understanding of who can come in and play for the Dallas Cowboys. Why pay that money? And you just say, hey, here's three. If you don't like it, that's okay, because we can go do it, and you're going to have to do it anyway. 
So it, here's the issue, though. The person that's going to be making the final decision on that, when he really likes a player, obviously I'm talking about Jerry Jones, it takes things to another level. So there could be everybody else in the organizations like the same thing, the three, five, whatever, less than that. And But if Jerry is willing to go a little bit higher, it kind of brings me back to the Odell Beckham thing. It's like everybody else in the organization might be like, yeah, we'd like Odell Beckham. But if Jerry really wants Odell Beckham, then it's going to happen. So it all comes down to the way he feels about it. But look it. about DeMarco Murray. Look at what happened there. But not just that. More recently than DeMarco, the Dez Bryant situation, yeah. right? So, I mean, obviously Jerry and Dez, they have a very tight relationship, and yet still it was the Knights of the Roundtable that kind of voted and head, said, okay. The head well, coach and offensive coordinator. Yeah, that as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, offensive uh, coordinator. Re, re, according more, to the more than, Twitter page yeah, yeah. I read, it was, it yeah, was yeah, 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 there you go. There them. you go. Yeah. Um, but for me, and, and you make excellent points, this is a franchise that, that – uh, historically has done well in drafting uh, running backs. But it's also true that they have enough examples of what's going wrong when you've tried to turn uh, a 1B into a 1A with no longer the presence of that previous 1A, an example being Felix Jones, right? Felix Jones kind of struggled as the 1A until DeMarco came around. Joseph Randall, you saw what happened when Joseph Randall got the keys. It couldn't stand to the, Yeah, <laughs> Left well, some meat oh on the bone. Boy. He left, left, left quite meat. a bit of meat on the bone. Yeah. But even outside of the off-the-field issues, which uh, we don't even want to speak on that, but on the field, Joseph Randall just couldn't necessarily string together enough impact games to really make it matter. But prior to that, it was DeMarco is going into free agency. You, you leveraged Randall against DeMarco, rightfully so, but then when DeMarco left in free agency, Randall gets tossed the keys, and then the running back position goes to hell until Zeke saves the day in 2016. So I, I hear you on that. I'll say this. Felix, remember, they, they asked him to gain a bunch of weight, so that effectively took away who he was. Mm -hmm. He was too heavy to be the one. And then as far as Randall goes, well, you didn't get backup insurance. That's what you should. That's have done. what I mean. No, there was so, there's so, no one B. So oh, they did. They got uh, your boy from Arkansas. Oh, that's Brushed right. They got McFadden. They got McFadden. McFadden rushed for a thousand yards. Turned McFadden into a thousand yards. He rushed for a thousand yards. That's right. Forget that. That's right. Go out there and get I, Alfred Morris. Look, I, I'm for I'm, the seventeenth time. I am okay. <laughs> I am okay if they decide to say we will trust our draft and develop folks. And again, that's what I was trying to get at. You know, with the decline. If I'm going to take a running back, I would draft him first, second round, run him, and use him in the prime of his career on that rookie deal at 26, early in the second round. Let's do that. Because you're going to get him in the primary. All the great running backs, whether Zeke, Chris McCaffrey, they played their best football, what, on their rookie deal. So here, here's my problem with that. My problem is, is we mentioned Malik Davis. He's shown signs, okay? If for whatever reason you can't get things worked out with Ezekiel Elliott, you have Tony Pollard, you have Malik Davis, but then you start looking at your other positions, right? So you don't want to draft purely based upon need, but need factors into it as well. You you got to figure out the CB2 situation opposite Trayvon Diggs. And even if you move Bland out, you still got some things to figure out there at cornerback. You don't know what's going on with Leighton Van Der Esch. Are you going to retain him? Are you not going to retain him? If you don't retain him, then you really have a linebacker depth uh, situation because you don't know just yet if Barr is going to uh, be retained. If he's not going to be retained, that's another position. And it goes on from there. Your offensive line, Terrence Steele. How long is he here if he's, if he's still here in 2023? Can you get the long-term deal done here? Maybe you can, maybe you can't. Conor McGovern, he's going to the free agency. So, Tyler Beattis, he'll be a free agent. Every, every year you got these questions. No, yeah. Right, but my point is, as we have this conversation in 2023, each position I've named is more of a pressing matter than you already having uh, a two-slash-three 
running backs that are capable because if you get Zeke worked out, then you got Zeke, Pollard, Davis. If you can't get Zeke worked out, you got Pollard, What's Davis, and whomever you draft. So you give me your what, what, six. No, six. Six million. Yeah, six. I, I can't do it. I, I can do six I because the salary six. cap is going up. I can't do it, man. <laughs> Quite a, no. a bit, as a matter you of got, fact. That's a no for me, dog. It, yeah, I can do six. I, I guess my, my point is I can do my, six. Hot dog. when I was talking about you drafting running back, I'm just, if he's the best player. No, no, no to be clear, I want to He's the, the best picture. player. Now I'm not saying take a running back over a cornerback and force it yeah. because you. I mean, if he's the best, I'm saying. Right. That and, and, I, that, and I'm also not saying don't draft a running back. Let's. I'm be saying clear. that's not the, what I'm saying. If he's the best player on the board, I'm just saying not. And he's not a guy that can one, help you, especially those guys in the prime of their career. Younger, better. They they got juice in their legs because this team is ready to win now, and that's what mm, I care yeah. about. Rather than I have to have a first round pick, he has to be on my team for ten years. Right. That's, that's hogwash. And I would say the way that the draft looks right now. If you're betting right now, I would say that the best player available at 26 is probably going to be a corner. And and as, as with all the needs that they need on offense, you can't pass that up. No. Because you can get into the hole and everything. You want to talk about Zeke and Pollard. Wouldn't you want to have another young corner there? So when you're negotiating your contact, contract with Trayvon Diggs, you have some other options where he's not just clearly the only guy. And he's like, you guys are going to give me whatever I want. You don't have anything else at corner. I mean, you, you mean have like to. Like with Tank Lawrence? Because they I mean, take TJ Watt? Yeah. yeah. I'm That's just saying, like, there's, yes. there's a good chance that you would take corner. But I, I mean, because you wrote about it after talking to Will McClay, like, you've got to take the best player available. That's when they have drafted their absolute best. That You've got to stick with that. All right, let's get our first break in here. All three of you guys were at the Combine. want to get your take on uh, something Mike McCarthy said that I feel like the national media <laughs> went a different way than the way I interpreted it. So you guys were there, so educate me because I'm back here just reading it. You guys were there listening to it in person. So they're on their phones getting the latest information. Boy, you got to love this. Clarence Hill, Patrick Walker, John Michaud, I'm New East Coast. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling. United Ag and Turf for winning. 
the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash here with a whole lot going on. All right, we already hit with John Mishota, Patrick Walker, and Clarence Hill about Tony Pollard and the $10 million franchise tag he's got. Cowboys have until around July 15th to try to work out a long-term deal there. And then just the whole Ezekiel Elliott question. You guys were at the Combine in Indianapolis, a place I have never been. I've only been to Indianapolis for a uh, Super Bowl. Um, I'm glad I wasn't there. It just seemed like it was a lot of people. It was a lot. And I'm trying to figure out what kind of hotel space you find there. Anyway, just where to eat, because that was a Super Bowl. It was a problem. Like, we had no place to eat. But uh, Mike McCarthy spoke to the media, and I saw the soundbite. I should say something. I saw the, the quote about Kellen Moore. And I hit you up, John, on text. I just said, did he say that on the podium? Because my producer, Victor Winwood, was like, hey, man, can we find this? And like, can't. I was like, maybe he did it on the walk-off. He said it was at the breakfast. So Mike McCarthy got lit up by Ryan Clark, who said he's throwing Kellen Moore under the bus. And I never took the comment that Mike said as in throwing Kellen under the bus. He praised Kellen. He said, I was where Kellen once was. I wanted to score points. Then you become a head coach. Hey, coach, you want to run the ball? You want you got to look at it bigger. I thought it was Mike McCarthy saying, "I'm zoom, I zoom out as a head coach and a play caller now." Kellen Moore, you're this is your first, you know, this is your your, your first coordinator team. You were trying to score. You zoom in. That's how I took it. But you guys were there. Patrick Starr first. Well, first of all, Mike McCarthy could not have offered more praise about Kellen Moore than he did. Uh, I, funny thing that John said before we went on the air, which was completely accurate. Mike might have had twenty to twenty five lines of, you know, praise for Kellen, but the national media took the one or two pieces out and they spun it and they got all pissed off about it, not seeing the bigger picture. And it's funny to me because, funny and sad, it's to me because Mike McCarthy basically explained all the good things Kellen Moore did and indirectly in saying that they're not scrapping this playbook, right? They're not completely setting Kellen uh, Moore's playbook on fire. They're just going to add some tweaks and some intricacies to it. Um, but ultimately, it's 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 a non-story because the reason that Mike changed at play caller was explained and articulated. And if he didn't explain and articulate that, then everyone would still be wondering, well, why did you? If, if you only have great things to say about him, then he should still be in the building. Well, Mike said he was great at this, 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 and this. This, not so much. And this is ultimately why we're going in this direction. You want the truth, but you can't handle the truth, right? So Mike, Mike's in a situation where, you know, you want him on that wall, you need him on that wall, right? And, yeah, he ordered the cold red, Right. He ordered the cold red. I didn't have an issue with it because the things he 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 had talk, spoken about on the other podcast right. show I do, players' lines. We've been moaning and groaning, moaning and groaning about it for a long time, John. You're and I'm I'm not even saying I don't even think that he thinks uh, 
that there's a big difference in, in their no, philosophies. It's just one of the big things that he is, Mike's trying to do, is he thinks it needs to be called a little bit differently for this particular team. You know, to cut down on the turnovers, to, to give the defense more rest. That's what his belief is, as opposed to, like he said, light up the scoreboard, which he says right before that, he says, I've been there before. He's been a young offensive. What young offensive-minded coach coming in the league doesn't want to light up the scoreboard? But Mike's basically what he was trying to say there is, I've been there and done that. I'm at a point in my career where I need to help out the defense. Uh, our defense is very good. We need to do different things. Now, him saying that, I understand that, that was taken. There's a lot of people that think that that's a poor way to go about it, that your best way to run clock on offense is to get first downs by any means necessary, not necessarily running the football. He, reading between the lines from everybody we talked to this week, I would say the biggest shift in philosophy probably comes from two games, and it, it isn't the San Francisco game. It's losing the game in ja- – well, I was going to say losing the game in Jacksonville and then losing the game to Green Bay. When you have two touchdown leads in the second half – you know, you need to, you, those need to be wins. If those are wins, maybe you're where Philly was with, with that having to, you know, you get a bye, you have home field, you have to play that Giants team, you get the 49ers mm-hmm. who didn't have a quarterback, and then you're in the Super Bowl. Because I'm sorry, like, I just don't look at it as like this was just some epic disaster and they just had to go another direction. They, ha- they're, they're, they moved on from Kellen Moore because something had to change for them to feel like they need to take the next step. And to be honest with you, if they don't take the next step, it's on Mike McCarthy. So he wants to be the one that, hey, this is on me then. Here's what's even more wild about it is I think people are forgetting that Kellen Moore himself stood – on that podium in that media room earlier this season, and kind of a self in a self burn fashion, said, uh, "You know, I, I want to throw the ball, you know, sixty times a game, but I realize I can't do that." Okay, so Kellen just told you he admitted this season that he's kind of fighting against himself. He wants to throw the ball all the time, but he's starting to understand the value of when to peel back and run the ball. Maybe Mike McCarthy didn't see enough of that. So when Mike McCarthy reiterates it, keep in mind he's just reiterating what Kellen has already put out there. Clarence, jump in. I, I think this is a classic example of sometimes being too honest. Mike didn't have to say anything. You know, Stephen told us, you know, we want to go a different philosophy. Jerry, they talked about this. Mike being trying to be amenable to the media and be honest about everything, he was too open and honest. When you're open and honest, People can take things and dissect them the way they want. Don't I know it? And, and, and <laughs> you know, and and and, 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 and that's what happened. <laughs> Don't I know? I mean, it. And so 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 you got this whole quote. I you know I love Kellen. I gave Kellen an opportunity, but so as you know, once you say but, we ain't heard nothing you said before. Is that how you when you break up with your ladies? I'm, you give it to this like is that? life. This, the 42 this, this, year this, is, this is not just Clarence Hill. We all know this. The, the 42 Once year you old. say but, all this, I love Kellen. I appreciate Kellen. He's a great, I'm a great young man. All this out the window. Now let's talk. That's what you really mean. <laughs> now what are you really trying to say? And that's what people are focusing on. And the problem with that is that where it's coming from is a coach who most people remember got criticized for not running the ball in Green Bay. Much of his last few years in Green Bay got criticized for throwing the ball too much and not running the ball. And now you, and that's when you was a head coach. Now when you was a, a, a hot shot offense coordinator, okay? Mm-hmm. You was the head coach and in charge of the whole team. And a lot of the criticisms in, in Green Bay was he refused to run the ball and it was pass happy. Well, he had a little bit of different I was going to say, could that be the I, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers don't variable? Don't disagree. With, uh, we're just talking so, facts. Now, y'all bring up other facts. 
I'm just telling just you. the idea that I think a lot of people uh-huh. are factor. Well, so I'm just talking about national media right. hear that, mm-hmm. and they go back to what we remember about you as a play caller. Mm-hmm. The last time you were a play caller, this was on your ledger. Yeah, so, they're not they're not coming beneath this surface here. That's yeah. what shit, so Clarence is saying, saying they're right here. They're going to stay here because this is what because keeps that's the, the, that's the national yeah, talking points. Oh, well, if you want to keep news. if you want to have a TV job and you want to keep your job, you ain't going to sit there and go up there and be like, hey, did you hear what Mike McCarthy said about Kellen Moore? A lot of good things. He really liked him. It just yeah, didn't no. work out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's no one, not no on ESPN. You, yeah, no, no, one's no. That so that's so that and the thing about it is, you know, it comes with the dinner. You're the Cowboys coach, for sure. Okay, and so yes, McCarthy's not happy and Tad's not happy and everybody's that bad. Because he's getting killed because of what he said about Kellen this part, but not can they don't bring up this part. That's we are if you know we're, you a, know. Big, we're a big boys here. This is not the know, first time yeah. that the Cowboys, anything they said about the Cowboys is gonna take on a new life of its own nationally. You know, so let I me know. spit this on this standpoint. And and, and where kind of the biggest, biggest view of it all. Mike McCarthy's liked calling plays, and he's told us many times when we've gone to press conferences, he liked it. We don't know if this is going to be his last year. So if you're going to finally take it over and do what you want, like if, if I go down, I'm going to put my boots my on, way. doing it my way. my way. I'm coming out hey. shoot. I ain't going to ask Kellen Moore, hey, man, shoot it that. No, I'm, nope. I'm going to take you know, it the, the crazy part for me is that, as, as John said, that he's 12 and, 12, 12 and 5, 12 and 5, past two years. Done something no coach has done since mm-hmm. the 90s with 12 wins and back to Switzerland. Very Switzerland. Done, you know, back to back playoff wins. But yet, we all accept and understand this man's job is on the line in 2023. He ain't done enough to keep his job past 2023. But you know, you work for the NFL version of George Stockton. So that's all part of this, too. We all really understand, and, and no one's even blinking the fact that this man has won, as Steven said, more games than any team in the NFL, save Kansas City, the past two seasons. But yet, his job. Is on the line, and we're not blinking on that because we ain't seen the contract extensions. You know, some point, all, they, I, Stephen, I, you can praise him all so, day long. So, so, right? so, 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 you know, and, and what frustrates me, even as we do this conversation, because there's so much, so many layers, factors, and there's this understanding talking to Stephen that, and, and those guys that the offense has, you know, reached the ceiling under Kellen Moore, it's going as far as it can go. And I know what you're going to say because you're going to jump right back down my throat. I believe that this year they had less weapons on offense. They did. Oh yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. Okay. I just the only thing I disagree with you with sometimes is you make it sound like it's just the they had the the worst weapons in the league, and it's like it wasn't that bad. But my point is, you took a step back with less weapons on offense, and now you're saying we've gone as far as we can go with this. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that's that's kind of you know like how do you give your quarterback less weapons? That and the thing we go back to that championship game or the playoff game, we can all really acknowledge. That the Cowboys had two players teams would be scared of, mm-hmm. and they lost one mm-hmm. on that field. Yeah, give me more and weapons. I mean, I mean, like Jerry pointed and out, and then the tell bus. me we've gone as far as we go with this offense. Give me more weapons and tell me Dak, you know, whatever, whether it's Dak, whether it's Keller, whatever. Give me, give me decent weapons, which is why this offseason we need juice. We need to make a big move. We need juice on offense. Who didn't know that? <laughs> I've been saying that since last year. We like our guys. They've been CD in the maybe since last year. We like our guys. That's what we were told all training camp. We like our guys. Who so, didn't know that? 
Give me so if the offense has reached its peak, I would love to see the offense reach its peak with the best weapons on the field. That's all I'm saying. Let's take another. That. Let's take our last break here. Um, who is the one free agent the Cowboys have that you would resign if you were in charge? We'll do that next with John Mashota, Patrick Walker, Clarence Hill. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com Radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. To Media Mash. Media Mash. You see them on their phones because they're insiders. They never stop working for you. We got Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com, and John Mashota of The Athletic. I'm Newey Scruggs. So, gentlemen, I'm going to make you GM for the day, or at least the last person who talks to Jerry Jones before he makes his decision. Who's the one cowboy free agent that you say, I can't let that person go? Take away Tony Pollard because he's got the franchise tag, so you know he'll at least be here one more year. John. Yeah. I'm not saying that this is the best player of the group, but with all things considered, for me, it would be Leighton Van Der Esch. When I say all things considered, it's what I think that he can get on the open market. Medically, obviously, he's had some issues. Uh, the other thing I factor in is the way the team looked when he wasn't on the field. And then the other part is just what's behind him uh, on the depth chart. So there's some other positions that maybe you might say, like you could argue maybe like a Donovan Wilson. I look at that, and I'm like, they got some some solid safeties on this team right now. So I can maybe maybe you know move some pieces around there, maybe draft one later. I don't know what they're doing at linebacker if they don't resign Leighton Van Der Esch. All right, Clarence. I don't. Besides Tony Pollard being a must, yeah, Tony Pollard. He, he said at the beginning of the segment. I, I, I know. Took I, him I, out. I, I, was, I was. What were you doing? Yeah. Share. Some, somebody was agent was texting me. Oh, no, sure it was. It was agent. This yeah, is forty-two sure. year old. So it's agent. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's a must on 
as, as the guys. I mean, I, I mean, I like Donovan Wilson, you know, but you got two safeties. You're not going to tag in 14 million. You know, got some young guys. Uh, Coaching staff definitely wants Donovan Wilson back. Oh, you want him back, you know, but. But the question is for you, 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 you Clarence Hill, you're you're talking to Jerry. You're telling him this is the guy we can't let out of the building. You well, take- Jerry's already moved on because he doesn't have the conviction at all to even sell this player at this point. So it's not. Even I mean, I, I don't. There, there's nobody I say. There's no, right there's no free nobody. agent okay. that says you can't move out of this Boom. building. Boom. That's okay. What you get? I'm going Dono. I need Donovan Wilson back in my uh, in my secondary, who can also drop down and be that, you know, that blitz package guy who can just really bully a quarterback. He takes the ball away, he gets the job done. And and I see, I understand what you're saying, John, as far as okay, well, you got this safety and that safety. Yes, you have Malik Hooker, you got J. Ron Curse, but these are contract seasons for both of them. You'd like to believe they're here in 24, but you just don't know. Okay, mm-hmm. so those are two guys. They're coming up for new negotiations. You look behind them and you say, okay, well, what's the depth situation? Uh, okay, in camp, you like a guy like Marquise Bell. However, he couldn't earn his way onto the field this season. That's worrisome to me. That's not saying that I'm out on Bell because I'm not out on him, but it's it's enough to say, eh, I don't know if my depth is as solid yet as I would like it to be. So for me, Donovan Wilson, that's who you got to bring back, especially considering J. Ron Curse, for as much of a soldier as he is and battling through some injuries, he had several this year. So going into 23, which is a contract gift for him. Can he stay healthy? Hopefully so, but you don't know yet. Too many I don't knows all over the place on yeah. defense, especially linebacker. Yeah. But I think if you take Dono out, we know what Nate Van Der Esch looks like or what the defense looks like with LVE on and out. You didn't really see it without Donovan in 23 because he was so durable despite what he was able to do, despite those high-impact plays that he's making. And you hope that you don't have to see it without Dono. So bring me right. back, Donovan. The Wilson. problem with the problem with Layden and, and we he's important to the defense and getting them lined up and, and, and all of those stuff is the health. You can't trust the health. And they're not giving most of your deal. And I know you know you were there. His, his agent was upset after being, you know coming in and, and negotiating on the bus because the Cowboys are not budging on this. One reason why last year, you know, he had he actually had a multi year deal with Pittsburgh last year. And they pulled it at the last minute when they signed Miles Jack. And that's why he came back to the Cowboys uh, on the one-year deal. And, you know, it's going to be the same way this year. You know, he wants to stay here. They want him to stay here. But the Cowboys are not budging on no multi-year deal for Layton because they don't know what his future is year to year. It's just crazy because, you know, Jabril Cox just gets forgotten about because he didn't make much of an impact. Jabril Cox last year had the Michael Gallup year where you just kind of were expecting That's more from him because he was coming off the knee injury, just never met. So, And it certainly looks like Damone Clark's going to be a good football yep. player. There's no question. But there's just a lot of questions at linebacker. And I'm not really big on drafting linebackers that are true linebackers very high. So um, maybe, hey, they found Damian Wilson. They found Anthony Hitchens, fourth-round guys like that. Maybe they can find another one. But I just don't like their linebacker crew if they like, don't have Leighton. And, and that's all fair. And and I'm with you in that Leighton Van Der Esch has a ton of value in my eyes. And I would I would pound the table for Leighton, but I wouldn't pound it as hard as I would pound it for Dono. That's over 100 combined yeah. tackles, five sacks. Uh, and, and this is his second version of a breakout season because he had a breakout season in year two. Two, had a little bit of injury in year three. Year four, he so, balls out. I, Dono is the but give me, is a, the give me tone. a number. Now give me a number. Oh, okay. So, so, Safety so we, market so is we, out there. Right. So because you got Justin Bates and you got some of those other guys. Right. So you're not like, doing 14. I'm not doing 14. So, so then what? Give me a number. If I could get Dono. Because you're paying Zeke six, yeah, yeah, right? Fit. So that's so Okay. Three, so let's three. slide the scale a little bit. If I if I can get Dono for 10 or 11, I'm 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 in for that. A year? I'd average him four. T- yeah, four for 40. Four for 40. 
four at four. Yeah, oh, yeah I don't so think there's any way they'll give him that. He's going to be your highest paid safety, is what you're saying. Donald? Yeah. I, I don't know because the market is, is, is I, weird. I'm, the market is weird. I'm talking about on this team, he's going to be paid higher than those other two. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm but they sure. and for, for a franchise, it never pays for safety. Yeah. Until Dan Quinn never, got here, never because no, I say that I say that I say that here's here's the little bit of a longer form explanation. It was a team that perennially didn't value the safety position at a, in a high regard until Dan Quinn came, and then you started seeing Malik Hooker, J. Ron Curse, and it, so but that doesn't mean they value him. That means they use them. They use them interchangeably, which actually brings down their value. I 100 percent guarantee you. I'm gonna tell you. I 100 percent guarantee you, Dan Quinn. The, the engineer of the Legion of Boom, who had Ch- uh, Cam and, and Earl, absolutely values. No, you're missing my point, though. I'm, when I say value, I'm talking about financially. You're, you're talking about how to use them. Yes, it's important to his defense. We're talking about money. Okay, and, okay. I'm, and I'm telling and I'm you that telling if it's you. important to the defensive coordinator, then the defensive coordinator's voice well, is going to be. But he already has, ever done that. But here. he already has two under yeah. contract. Right, but they ain't done that and, here, and, though. Okay. And he has right. two under so contract. So then the question would be how much do they value Dan Quinn in his opinion? Because I believe that they value both of those things very highly. And if true, and if <laughs> okay. and if so, Let's then his <laughs> and if so, then his opinion. I'll put it this way, and I'll he leave. Can it. Have his opinion. Dan Quinn. To. Dan Quinn having a conversation about the the probably paying a safety in free on the free market, right? Is probably more valuable and meaningful than, to the Cowboys than no shade, they're, but to a Rod Marinelli trying to have that, 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 that same that, conversation. But they're not but, driving Dan Quinn around Highland Park saying, "Well, show me a safety house you like." You don't get to do that. But you ain't get to drive around there. We take you over here. Price for some It just goes back to last year. The linebacker from from Seattle, Dan Quinn, wanted him. He, he, was pri- he was priced out of what the Cowboys wanted to pay. Dan Quinn can want. No, want to say that name. Dan Quinn can want who he wants. <laughs> if if he's going to get more in the free agent market, they're not going to tag him, and he's going to be up for bid. He's going to be priced out of what the Cowboys are going to pay because they don't value financially paying Anybody. money okay. to save. Now you will say this, and <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm sure we can about. all agree on this. There are two things at work here because free agency is always a two way street, which is why I get it furious when people on Twitter and this the social sphere act as if it's a one-way street, like if a guy goes somewhere, it's because, oh, the team didn't offer him enough money. These negotiations are super complex. We all know that. So if it's a situation where Dan Quinn values the safety position, e.g. Donovan Wilson, very highly, and the Cowboys are amenable to hearing him out on that, and Donovan is amenable to maybe lowering his ask to stay with Dan Quinn, a player's coach, a guy who has helped him reach an elite level, then I think it could get done. But we'll see, obviously, because I'm not speaking for Dono any more than I'm speaking for Jerry Jones. I'm not lowering my money. I'm I'm one of the, the biggest. I'm, hold on. On the, I'm one of the biggest. I get a chance to listen, maximize my listen. value as a free agent. Here's what we're not I don't care if it's I'm one of the Quinn or whoever. I am is. one of the biggest player advocates you will ever meet. I want every player to get every bag to squeeze every penny out of this league as possible. If that's here in Dallas, wonderful. If has to be somewhere else, wonderful. Go get your bag, young man. Get your generational wealth. That said, in the aspect of just talking about the science of the th- of the situation, there is a possibility that any player, Donovan or anyone around the league, could be amenable to taking a little bit less to stay with their respective team. That's a thing, yeah. is it not? Well, out of all I, I, of their eighteen to nineteen for unrestricted free agents. I don't see a single person on the list that won't be back if they're not wanting to do that. that uh, they're not going to be outbidding anybody right. for anybody. That, they'll right, they'll right, move right, on I from agree any with of that. those guys. I agree with okay. that. I'm simply saying that's a thing. Like, it, it yes, happens. It, yes, yeah. it is a thing, but my point is we're – 
you're, we're, we're going back to value, okay? I'm saying the Cowboys are not going to value him more than someone else probably. They're going to pay him no. that value. We're talking about the Cowboys' you, you, value you, of him. John, did, what, you hear, and, John, and did you, got, hear, did you and, hear how Mike talked about Dono? Okay, all right. Hey, what player are you at? Brett Maher? Uh, I'm out on my I'm really with out on my I'm really with Clarence. Yeah, I don't, there's not a player that I look at and say, "Well, we have to have that 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 player back," and and, and we're going to pay a free agent number to keep him. I really don't. Yeah, I'm I'm just sitting here. Just I saying. am very interested to see what they do at linebacker if they don't bring back Leighton, though, because yes, last year at that time we didn't know that they would go sign Anthony Barr. There are obviously moves that can be made, Kendrick's but free something now. has can, to happen can you because you know, no, I don't think no, you can just he's, no, he's not. He's not. He's not. We'll we'll see who's free on March 15th. I just don't think you can just roll into the next season going, oh, we got Jabril Cox, Damone Clark. We'll be fine. We'll find somebody in the mid to late rounds. Like, you're going to have to make some type of investment at the position. And and this this is the beauty of letting it play out to say, hey, look, these guys – you know, let's see what else we can do, and maybe you end up with a Malik Hooker of of, of at, at linebacker, that that yeah. kind of player, a J. Ron Curse at linebacker. That may, and this is to me where you look at your coaches and you look at Dan Quinn. Uh, how can you get the maximum value out of this particular player, like you did with the safety room? How can you go find those guys? We hear Mike and you guys were at the combine. He said it a lot. They do believe in draft and develop. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where they go back to their coaches and say, Hey guys, what can you? Find over here. Guess what? We, sh- we we we're not shopping at Neiman's today, guys. We're not mm. shopping at Neiman's. Go down here to Belk. I'm not Belk. <laughs> I love Belk. Ain't that wrong with Belk? I love. I got a Belk car, son. I'm up in the Belk all the time. I'm up in the Belk, so I'm using, I use the place I go all the time. So that's why I'm just. What about saying. Ross? I like Belk. Clarence, so, Clarence, has a, Clarence, Clarence has an NIL, NIL deal yeah. with, with uh, Ross. He's always bringing up Ross. You are always bringing up you Ross. Know, and wherever you feel comfortable. You, do you walk into Ross and there's a cardboard cutout of Jill yeah. just waving you. Well, I just say they're going to the Grapevine Mills outlet. Okay? Hit the outlet. They look at the outlet for the Yeah, that, I mean, that's funny because, like, you know, just like whenever you guys get back, you know, I'm sure your bosses say, like, you know, let's write something about, you know, what, what our biggest takeaways or things we learned during the week and everything. And all I'm thinking, I'm like, uh, it's going to be more of more of the same business as usual. You know, yeah. like there ain't breaking the bank to sign anybody. You mean, there's, you mean not, there, there's not a big move imminent. I mean, I, I mean, I thought there was this big move that they're, they're, they're working to make this big. Oh, the, the big offensive splash. The big, the yeah. big splash. Uh, think, the big, they were, they were, they were working, that, working tirelessly that, to make something happen. It's a big move. Cowboys are making a big move. Maybe oh, or a, maybe the big move is C.J. Stroud. Maybe the no, big move. Big move to C.J. Yeah, they're going to size C.J. Stroud. Maybe it's a tight end at 26. That big move will happen when your man Tyrone Crawford gives you that whole thing he was doing. <laughs> and we're going to make a boom. We're going to make a boom. <laughs> Very inside. Very inside. Very inside. I, mean, I caught the gist, though. I caught the gist. Damn. But, yeah. but, I mean, but, but, but listen, the Cowboys – Want well, you know, and it's just like the OBJ. Jerry says, "Yeah, I've got the same interest in OBJ. I got the same interest." After he was asked multiple questions about it, he could offer okay, that up very beginning. I got the same interest in OBJ, but I ain't talked to him. Yeah, indirectly oh, three times. But I ain't talked to him directly. I, I, when I was interested in him, I talked to him directly. Yeah. But but I got the same interest, but I have not talked to him. Now he's free. He don't have to wait to the start of free agency. You can sign him at any time. I'd rather have Ty. That's fine. I'm just talking about Jerry. Yeah, I get it. But you had. He said I got the same interest I had during the season, but yet I have not talked. I talked to his mama. <laughs> Is it a big move to you guys if the, if they traded for Brandon Cooks or Allen Robinson? 
Uh, we can't no. talk Fam- about we can't talk about oh, the names. Oh, my bad. Yeah, my bad. Talk about those names. I didn't hear like, anything. You just anyway, oh, my no, bad. Guys, this is fun. <laughs> we'll have to find another date to do it again to do the media match with Clarence Hill, Patrick Walker, John Michelle. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is DallasCowboys.com. I work for the Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!